Rebellions are built on hope. Welcome to another episode of Radio Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast. How are you guys doing? I am your host, Alberto Calderon, and thank you for being here. We are back. We took last week off. It was right before Halloween, so we said, let's just take a weekend off, kind of recharge, have a, have a good day on Halloween, which we did. We had a lot of fun that day with my family at work, just walking the neighborhood afterwards. It was packed over here, so... It was a great time. Hopefully you guys all saw there. I saw a lot of people's uh, costumes, a lot of cool Star Wars stuff out there from you guys. And of course, just walking the, the street, I saw some of my daughter's friends. There were, one was Hera, her brother was um, Ezra. So that was cool to see out there. A couple of people recognized my helmets. I, I of course, had to go like Star Wars. So they, I went with, with my Captain Cardinal helmet. Uh, I didn't take the lightsaber with me. It was going to be too much. I had one of my kids' plastic ones, but I did use both for just for pictures here. I know you really can't see on the pictures, but my jacket, it's kind of a, it is Star Wars. It has Darth Vader's kind of chest plate on the side, on the lapel. So it was a cool homage over there. So yeah, it's good to be back. Like you said, Mo, thanks for being here. It is nice to be back on Radio Rebellion. Today's is an easy show. It's just, like I said, we're recharging our energies. It's going to take it easy. There's a lot of cool stuff out there happening today in Star Wars, podcasting world, YouTube. Uh, the Podathon is going on with a lot of great uh, content creators out there raising money for Make-A-Wish. They just hit their their goal of $7,000. It was $5,000. They reached that early. $7,000 already did, and they still have hours to go. So uh, if you're watching this, you can go over there, enjoy it. Uh, donate, come back here, have fun. We're going to be talking about Star Wars pets or which creatures in Star Wars would make good pets, right? We all have our pets, our furry creatures, and we, we have fun and we give them Star Wars names. So we'll talk about those. But before that, um, actually, even before we start talking Star Wars, how was your week? If you're watching this, thank you for being here as always. Make sure you like the video. Um, comment if you're watching this later on the replay and always subscribe to the channel we just passed 120 i think we're 121 subscribers which is cool uh maybe once we get to 150 we'll do something maybe another watch along who knows uh maybe do the the next trivia challenge that was great so two weeks ago our final show before the little break was a prequel trilogy trivia challenge we had a lot of fun that day one of my favorite episodes so go ahead and check that out um i'll put a little link out here later so it was a lot of fun but then yesterday i went and watched the eternals i know it's not star wars but it's geek culture out there so we watched it i watched eternals loved it completely completely um i don't know why the reviews have been down from the actual professional reviewers out there the critics i haven't read them so i don't know what they were what they were criticizing but in my opinion i love that movie almost all of it i love it's up there my i don't want to rank right now the mcu that's going to be very hard with everything they have out there but it ranks pretty high i will say some of the jokes didn't fit the placement where they put them it really didn't fit it was a very serious scene and i know the mcu kind of used uses jokes to break the tension 
but for my point, it, it didn't work. Some of those jokes, I won't say which ones because it just came out yesterday. So that would be spoilers if I start revealing some of the scenes. But if you're on the fence because, oh, the reviews haven't been too too well, hasn't been re uh, received well by the critics, I would say just put that aside. Go make your own mind. I know going to the movies is first expensive. And second, with the pandemic still going on, it's a personal choice if you still want to go over there. Uh, I went yesterday at noon, so people were at work. It was pretty empty. I mean, there were about 30 or 40 people in the, in the theater, so I felt safe over there. Plus, there was enough space between me and the next person. So, yeah. And, of course, Amy, I know you loved it. You posted on, on Twitter. Our friend Amy Guerra is here saying she really loved the Eternals, a fresh entry to the MCU lore completely. Yes, it didn't feel like Marvel movie. There's a few comments that make you know that you're in the MCU. But apart from that, it just felt totally fresh. And I love it. I hope, I wish we could just keep going with these type of movies and these stories. All the relationships between that family, they were great. They got me completely. So if you're in the fence, just go watch it. And yeah, we'll leave it there. This is an, an MCU, MCU podcast. Maybe one day we'll, we'll branch out and do some MCU stuff. But ah, all right. So if you guys are ready, I know I'm ready. Let's talk Star Wars and Star Wars news. Star Wars news. So yeah, it finally happened. The biggest Star Wars news this week, and we've been waiting for it. I've been calling for it. I've been bashing uh, Lucasfilm and Disney for their marketing of some of their upcoming stuff. They're dropping the ball, but they did it. I thought they were gonna wait till next Friday till Disney Plus Day to reveal it, but the Book of Boba Fett trailer came out, and I have to say that trailer was out of this world. Uh, I knocked it out of the park. I am so excited for this. Look at that. Boba Fett, Fennec Shan, Tatooine, the underworld. He's taking over Jawa's crew and Jawa's control of his uh, everything that Jawa had over there. And then Boba's back, and he's not gonna rule by fear, it's gonna be by respect. But this, he's gonna put his foot down if people are not respectful. So there's, there's gonna be some fear and violence in there. So I'm extremely excited for the book of Boba Fett. It's coming out, I think, December 29th is when it's dropping. We did our trailer reaction slash review. I had already seen that trailer, so it wasn't a first impression review. But I just talked about it, some of my opinions from it, some of my theories going on. So the link for that is down on the description of this video. So go and check that out to see the full video. It's like 40 minutes because I did talk a lot afterwards. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, just new Jedi. Just that clip. Yeah, that city see, felt like Jedi kind of rising up from the ashes. Everyone's saying that it's best teen, I guess, is the, the, the capital city of Tatooine. So again, we'll have a month and a half to find out what that city is, what's going on. I said on the review or on Twitter, I think what we saw, it's only the first, maybe sec first and second episode. Uh, they're not going to show you, show us a lot more. So everything we saw is going to happen early on the season. And then from then on, it's just going to be brand new. I'm sure we'll get a second trailer at some point early December. Who knows, maybe next week we get a little behind the scenes or something. But it was great seeing Boba Fett. Again, I had to wear my Boba Fett hat. You see him back there in some of my, my things. He's back there. He's everywhere over here. He's over here on my other shoulder. And here, yeah. So extremely excited to see Boba Fett back. Extremely excited to see uh, 
Fennec Shanbag, who else is gonna be some of the cameos? Uh, Cop Vance to me is like 99%. He he should be there, he could be there, hoping to see Cop Vance again. Uh, how did Java come out, uh, made it out of the Sarlacc pit? Are we gonna find out? I posted on Twitter a few days ago what I said back on 2020 when the rumors were coming out that I think he makes it out of the Sarlacc pit somehow. He's then found by some Tuscan Raiders or just Tuscans taken back to the camp, nursing back to health, that Tuscan get rid of the of his armor, kind of barter it or sell it to the Jawas, and that's how Cop Banthing kind of gets his hands on, on the armor. So extremely excited for that. Uh, again, check that video reaction on the link below for more of my thoughts on it. And yeah, like Amy, you're saying, a lot of people weren't Boba Fett fans, but what they did in season two of Mandalorian brought, brought a lot of people in. So Amy, you're adding, I'm one of those who never cared much for Boba, but this show's hype is totally changing that for me. Did you like his portrayal in season two of Mandalorian? Because that's what I've seen. A lot of people were, ah, Boba Fett, just this cool character that doesn't do a lot, gets kind of cheap shot into the Sarlacc pit on Return of the Jedi. But this is a new a new version of the character that we're kind of seeing, right? This is five years, I believe, after Return of the Jedi. He has this coat now that we don't think he had before. But there, Star Wars is going deep on, on Boba Fett uh, with the book of the book of Boba Fett, obviously, War of the Bounty Hunters, as he's trying to get Han Solo back. And now we have that Crimson Rain comic book coming that even though that's uh, Kira's comic is tied to World the Bounty Hunters. A lot of people, including myself, think it's going to be tied also to Book of Boba Fett. Now, Kira Crimson Dawn has some relation to Boba Fett and the Underworld. Will they show up here? Most likely. Give me Kira, uh, Fennec Shan, Boba Fett, uh, Cop Vanth, bring in Cat Bane. Uh, people are saying that Bosk and all those guys from the original trilogy are going to come back or make an appearance. We'll see. Again, it's only a month and a half away, so extremely excited for Book of Boba Fett and the next Star Wars live action series. So, yeah, again, if you guys are watching this later, let us know in the comments how you feel about it. And then the second news we're going to kind of talk a little bit about today is this rumor, and it is a rumor. Nothing has been announced officially. Who knows in, in a week about this mall-centric animated show coming from Disney Plus is going to be right before the events of Solo. And you saw that there also that our, our boy Dryden Voss is going to be involved in it. I love Dryden Voss. I said in other episodes, he's one of the most underrated Star Wars villains. I love everything Paul Bettany did with him in Solo. And I hope, I always hope to see more from him. But unfortunately, he died in that movie. So doing a prequel to Solo works, bring him on. He made us a very quick cameo, I believe, in season seven, season seven of the Clone Wars in one of those latest episodes when Ahsoka is trying to find out more about Maul. And he's talking to his crime syndicate on the hologram. Dryden Voss is there. So yeah, bringing him on makes sense for that time period. I'm, I'm one that I've always said I prefer the live-action Star Wars to animated, even though I love the animated stuff. Rebels is some of my favorite. So I would prefer this was live-action so we can we could get Paul Bettany again. But if it's um, animated, then okay, that's what we get. 
Uh, it will be cool to see if we get two Star Wars animated shows going at the same time. I'm on the mindset, I can be 100% wrong, that this will drop after the Bad Batch kind of finishes, the series finishes. We don't know how long the Bad Batch is going to go for. We know season two is coming hopefully next year. It's going to be two, three, four, five seasons. My guess right now, and this is just, I don't know, I just thought about this 30 seconds ago as I started talking about the mall show. I think um, the Bad Batch will go, I'm going to say, for three seasons. Season two is coming soon, so that's probably wrapped up because animation is done so, so early in the process. That's probably wrapping up and season three starting. And then when season three comes out, maybe at the end of 2022, then 2023 we'll get that mall show. Or maybe they go and, and they give us two animated shows at the uh, at the same time, or at least on the same year. It, it makes sense. If we're getting multiple live action shows the same year with most Boba, Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian season three, Kenobi and Andor, why not two animated Star Wars shows at the same time or the same year? So it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. So yeah, Mo, you're adding so high for Mo. I hope we, we see Kira too. Um, it makes sense. I know she, when she talks to Mo at the end of Solo, I think that's the first time that they interacted. But at the same time, Mo referred to her by name. He knew who she was and she wasn't taken aback when she saw him. So it stands to reason that they've interacted before. And if we get Dryden Voss, we can get Kira. We can see how Dryden got Kira away from the, the white worms of Corellia. And that's kind of, that's talked about a little bit in the solo novelization. She gets sold to another crime syndicate or someone else. And then that's when Dryden gets her, I believe. And she then kills that, her slaver, slave owner. Uh, so yeah, it'll be cool to see that. Uh, again, I prefer it to see live action, but if you're gonna do animated, Molly's is one of those characters that just translates so great to animation. Most of, I mean, his best stuff has been on animation. So and you get Ray, uh, not Ray Park, you get, I can't forget. Can, I always forget names here. Like I said during our trivia, that's why I hosted that trivia and I didn't compete you know, on it because I forget the, the basic stuff. But yes, most likely another Star Wars animated show coming soon. And there were some other news that kind of rumors that dropped yesterday that there is a Old Republic movie getting fast-tracked to come out 2023. Thank you, Mo. There's always you people in the chat. Save me every time. Sam Whitworth. There we go. The great Sam Whitworth. Kenobi! With his great uh, Darth Maul and Maul voice and everything else he does over there. Uh, the Emperor, I think he also does the voice for him. But this Old Republic movie that might come out on 2023, people are calling it fast track. But then someone else posted on Twitter, then back on 2019, so two years ago, someone mentioned to Catherine Kennedy, if she was thinking about the Old Republic, and she said, yeah, we've been talking about it, trying to figure out what to do with it. So this has been talked for three years or two years at this point. It come, if it comes out 2023, it will be four years and they started talking about this. So I don't think this is getting fast track and just rushed out there. There's been conversations. And there were a bunch of rumors last year about different directors. So, and that was kind of fizzled out. We haven't heard a lot about it. So maybe those are some of those stories that they're working on. Um, again, Disney Plus Day next week, 
We have our friend Oti join us next week to cover all the reveals from Disney Plus Day. They suppose we have that Boba Fett kind of feature, the history of Boba Fett. Boba Fett, I forget the actual name of the the show we're gonna get or that uh, special. Uh, rumors of a Kenobi tra trailer, rumors of an Andor behind the scene featurette, uh, something for Mandalorian season three, maybe a Bad Batch season two trailer and more stuff that's gonna get announced. So next week, join us. We're gonna be having a lot of fun, a lot to cover next week. Uh, so yeah, what would you, apart from those that are kind of a given, what else would you like to be announced? Is the mall show gonna, going to be announced at that big, that big surprise? Is it something else, the Old Republic movie? Maybe we had something else about Rogue Squadron or, or Taika Waititi's movie. Or what I hope, I'm not betting too much on it, is something to do with the High Republic or either in an animation, live action TV show or a movie. Give me something, the High Republic. I mean, the novels have been great. The comics have been great. Give me something else. Let me, let me see. Or is it the Old Republic, those... Um, reports out there got it wrong. It's not Old Republic, it's the High Republic. That would be my preference. I prefer the High Republic to going back to the Old Republic. But who knows? Again, we have less than one week, six days to figure out what Disney is planning to do with the rest of Star Wars, at least on Disney Plus, because that's coming out next week. Can't wait for it. A lot of fun with Disney Plus that we still don't know how this is going to be kind of revealed to the audience. There was something that came out yesterday. It's gonna be streamed, most likely. We, we don't know the time. Uh, is it gonna be YouTube, Disney Plus, website? We don't know. Hopefully we'll find out by Monday or Tuesday, we'll know and we'll prepare for it. Oof, all right. So with that out of the way, talking some of the news out there, which again, Star Wars news had been pretty quiet for the most part, so we kind of breezed through it, but this week we, we've had some news, and then starting next week, it's off. Again, next week is gonna be, it's gonna be incredible out there. But today, we're here to talk about pets in Star Wars and what type of creatures would make good pets, would they? We might think that they might. Maybe they're, just, they're not pets, and they're pests. We'll find out, so join us as we talk Star Wars pets. All right, pets in Star Wars this is one of those topics that I've been kind of dabbling. Do, do I talk about this? Do I don't? Is it too childish? Do I care? No. We're here to have fun. And again, like I mentioned, it's just an, an easy breezy day today. It's raining outside. It's I'm in Florida and it, it's winter. It's here. It's November. It's, it's 52 degrees. Feels like 56. We're all bundled up inside. It's going to be the same for the whole week. I was raining all day yesterday. It's been raining all day, all day today. It's cloudy, it's muggy. So let's just stay inside. Have a, a cool, a cool afternoon. A snuggle, snuggle with our friends, dogs, cats, or lizards. Who know? And that's why I wanted to do this show. There's a lot of great creatures in Star Wars that we all say, oh man, I wish I had one of those. And Let's just talk about them. There's so many great creatures as you saw in that little intro that, intro that I showed there. So the way I went about this, because 
lot of times when I start doing these shows, I'm making lists. When you think, oh, maybe there's four or five different creatures that you might want as pets, there's like 20. Same when we did Hispanics in Star Wars or favorite helmets. You just go on, the list goes on and on. So I kind of divided it into three or four different categories, four categories. I will start with the easiest one, which are companion animals, right? So companion animals or house pets, we get a few. And let's start, let's start with the main one. This is the one, everyone wants one. I'm not a cat person, but I'll take one. It's a Tuka cats or Loth cats, right? So I got a little bit of information for all of them. So Tukas are, sorry, a small, small feline creature found throughout the galaxy. Tukas are simultaneously adored as fussy pets as revealed and reveled as feral nuisance on many planets. Probably trained, they can be affectionate as well as effective pest hunters, which has led to the proliferation across worlds as freighter captains and other spaces use tukas to read their starship holes of vermin. Lothcats are members of the tuka family and native to Lothal, often found in the grassy plains of the outer rim planet. The small, temperamental creatures, and while at times friendly, are still able hunters with sharp teeth and claws. So yes, Tuka cats, um, Loth cats, whatever you want to call them. This is one that when I posted this on Twitter, I'm going to be talking about pets on Star Wars. Everyone that jumped in was, yeah, I want a Loth, a Loth cat. Give me one. Loth cat, I want them so much. They're extremely cute. We saw them, of course, in Rebels. I can't believe I didn't put that picture up from Mandalorian. We saw them in, in season one. I think it was Sorgan, the planet that we find them. It was, I love seeing the Lothcat live action look great, a lot bigger than I thought they were going to be. Almost eight baby Yoda. But yeah, what do you guys think? So Tukas, they're cats, obviously, and cats are just like that description. They're great, but at some point they don't want to be bothered, right? Don't touch me. Don't try to pick me up. I'm done. Just scratch my back or eh, I'm, I'm good for today, right? Those, I'm not a cat person. I'm not a cat owner. Uh, there is a, a neighborhood cat or a street cat over here that kids, my kids and other kids call him Kitty Boy. He's a great cat. I love that cat. Um, that's as far as I've gone at the moment having cats. But what do you guys think? Would Loth Cat make good companion animals? I think so. Uh, they're very affectionate. They come in different colors. Look at those big eyes. Who's not going to love a uh, Loth cat? I would have one or a couple. Probably keep a couple out there. Uh, <laughs> just look at that big green. Um, so, yeah, I do like Loth cats. I think they would be one of the most sought after, sought after creatures out there to keep at, as pets. Uh, yeah, Mo, you got it. Loth cats are so adorable. I love how they attack the story troopers and rebels. I mean, it's one of those great things in rebels seeing Ezra connect with animals. And his first introduction to that connection, I believe, was with Loth cats. And he uses them throughout the series. And they just jump on stormtroopers constantly coming out from the grassy plains. So, yeah, Loth cats are were a great addition to Star Wars. Um, I love them in Rebels, like I mentioned. I also love seeing them in The Mandalorian. And I hope we keep seeing them more and more in live action or animation or whatever, because they just translate to both mediums. And again, it's it's just like a cat. It can be a small cat, can be a big cat. They're extremely furry, extremely fuzzy. But at the turn of a dime, whatever that expression is, they can just turn on you. And you wouldn't want one around, but... 
after Love Castle, also another cool house pets will be this one. We saw this on The Last Jedi on trade that Voltex affectionately called crystal foxes. So Voltexes are fox-like creatures with coats made up of crystalline bristles. They are gregarious and curious with keen eyesight and the ability to squeeze their bodies through narrow gaps. You can say that again. A skulk of Voltexes has taken up residence in the abandoned rebel base on trade. <sighs> crystal foxes i remember seeing them on that trailer i'm pretty sure we saw them on the trailer and everyone lost it crystal foxes excuse me and deservedly so this is another one of those animals. is it a dog is it a cat is it a fox again they're crystal foxes so i guess they're foxes the voltex this is the one i would take although i don't know how nice it would be to kind of pet them all those crystals, all those bristles, I don't know how, how soft they are. So maybe not, maybe not that great kind of house animals. I'm trying to remember because some of the others and some of the reasons I love watching all the behind the scenes on Star Wars is how they came up with this, with all the creatures. And I know on some of the others we're gonna talk about today, they use real animals and put some costumes on them, at least to see the movements and how they work on camera. I don't remember, I don't think that they did that with the Voltexes, with the Voltex. I think the, everything is animatronic, the head and everything. And correct me if I'm wrong, I was gonna watch the parts of the Last Jedi documentary before this, so I didn't get a chance. Uh, but I do love Voltex, and they're extremely cute. Uh, you, if you can keep them inside the house, just keep them outside on a, on a windy day, and they serve as wind chimes, all those crystal crystal um, bristles just chiming against the wind, give you a nice little, as you doze off from one of those nice great evenings, smelling all that salt. Uh, but yeah, another great addition to Star Wars and another great creature. I mean, this is my, I think my third show, just talking about weird or our favorite creatures in Star Wars. We did one, just weird creatures. Or then we did another one with our friend Salacious Rum, the great, Kawaki and Monkeys are talking about our favorite creatures in Star Wars, and now we're talking about pets in Star Wars. So, Star Wars and creatures just kind of go together, like Star Wars and droids and lightsabers and all that. So, Voltex, yeah, of course, I will, I will have a Voltex. And our third and final companion animal, and I love this one. Actually, I think this is the one I would get. They're a little weird looking, but yeah, go with those. And there are the Vorpak. Vorpak, don't, I didn't forget about you Resistance fans. Boggles, the great Boggles from Star Wars Resistance. So Vorpaks were a species that inhabited the galaxy. No, that's kind of the worst description ever, right? There are creatures that inhabited the galaxy. Anyone can say that, dude. Be a little bit more descriptive. All right, so they came from Naboo and often kept as pets. They were small enough to be carried by a humanoid, had six legs. In her room high in Dosa Tower, Ace Pilot Torados enjoys the company of her beloved pet Buggles, a fluffy yet not quite housebroken Vorpak with white cerulean eyes, a pop nose, and a longing, lolling tongue. Buggles spends his day napping lazily in the shade, barking affectionately, and snuggling in Tora's lap. So you just said how Lothcats kept attacking stormtroopers. I do remember Buggles attacking, or at least not liking uh, cat 
a lot of cast a lot on on resistance so void packs i think we saw them also in the bad batch one of those episodes um, omega gets introduced to a void pack and uh, i love void packs a little husky weird round potato body with the six long legs long skinny legs whatever tentacles they have coming antennas they have coming out of their eye their heads but they do have sharp teeth so yeah look at those teeth those are those are pretty sharp so you gotta be careful with them but another great pet this is one yeah just keep them inside with you have a nice day with your with your board pack it's a it's a it's a nice pet to keep at home just kind of Keep it quiet, keep it clean, get a void pack. All right, so we're done with our kind of companion animals. Well, this one is not a companion animal because I wouldn't keep one. I would like to, maybe a little mix, but let's jump now to security and protection. Animals that you will keep for security and protections. And you gotta start with the one, the Loth Wolf, right? There's nothing. What else? You need a Loth Wolf in your life, and they're mystical creatures, so you need some of those. So we saw them in Rebels, obviously. They are ancient, ancient beasts depicted in Lothal cave paintings, and little is known about the giant Loth Wolf. Ezra Bridger, a Force-sensitive force rebel, believes he, believes he encountered a Loth Wolf, though none of his crewmates saw the creature doom so i don't know what else to say about lot wolves those are probably the coolest creatures in all of star wars um love everything about the lot wolves i love the white one i love the darker ones uh wolves are probably my second or third favorite animal out there so yes give me a, give me a, a little lot wolf if i get a small one we can domesticate them well, at least have them kind of not eat us at any moment because they weren't too happy with everyone. They were helping Ezra, but no one else. Uh, so yeah, Loth Wolves for security and protection. You gotta get yourself one or two. They're gonna run in a pack, obviously. So maybe you need a few, but for protection, that's what you need. So yeah, Mo, before we keep going with our protection animals, you say you love this little guy. He's so ugly, he's cute, talking about Boggle, the, the bull pack. And I agree, it's one of those that, what are you, man? Are you a dog? Are you a potato with four legs? You're just cute. It's like a pug, right? Pugs are one of those creatures and French bulldogs, as they get older, it's like, man, I, I know what they were trying to make with you and I don't know if it worked, but yeah, I, I like you. I like you, I'll take you. I'll take you. And then Amy saying the whole family started yelling when the Vulpac showed up in Bad Batch. It was fun to see. And I guess those great connections that even though I just said that I prefer live action to animation, a lot of those work better in animation. It's easier to make those connections and transitions in animation. So yeah, we saw them in Rebels, then we see, I mean, in Resistance, then we saw him in Bad Batch. It's great. Can you imagine <laughs> seeing a, a bull pack in live action one day? Hopefully we'll get to see it. And yes, Mo, going back to the Loth Wolves, they're so cool and they have such a deep connection to the Force. And it's one of the things more, and we see this more now with the High Republic. Well, I think it's starting in Rebels, Dave Filoni, obviously, and then the, all the writers from the High Republic is how, not just the Jedi, but, and the Sith, obviously, but how the Force affects everything and how many animals are, are out there that are connected to the Force, both the light side and the dark side. 
and Jedi training themselves to connect with those animals. We saw, of course, in Rebels with the Loth Wolf, Loth Cats. I forget the bats that they have on one of the episodes. And it's Kanan training Ezra. He couldn't because he didn't have those connections, kind of making Ezra kind of calm your mind so he could connect with the animals. And then we saw this, of course, in Jedi, in Dooku Jedi Lost, we saw that. And we've seen it time and time again in the High Republic. Ty Yorick, the monster hunter, is the one that comes to mind the, the most because she has this connection with animals. And I think also man also in the Rising Storm, both of them have to control these dragons. I forget the name of those flying creatures. But yeah, the connection that wolf pack, the Loth Wolves have to the Force, it some, was something new in Star Wars. We didn't have creatures that connected with the Force. Yeah, Yoda told us it surrounds us, binds us, brings the galaxy together. So it's not just humans, it's every, everything out there. So seeing more creatures connected to the Force, give me, give me Force lore. That's my favorite thing. I say lightsabers and Force lores. Force lore is my favorite in Star Wars. So give us more. All right, so what else? Who else can you use for security and protection? If not a lot, Wolf. You need a charhound, right? And we were just mentioning the High Republic, Ember the charhound. So charhounds from the High Republic are found on the hot, dusty world of Elfrona. Like much of the iron-rich world itself, the small four-legged creatures are muted colors of black, white, and gray. Spots of red and orange dot their heights. Their bright yellow eyes shine with intelligence. They have an amazing amount of stamina for an animal so light and quick. Charhounds also hide an unexpected trait for anyone who gets on their bad side. And we saw this in, I think it was also in the Rising Storm when Bell, Bell said if I can forgot, can't believe I almost forgot his name. Bell is having trouble. Um, Ember comes, rescues him, helps him out, and then breathes fire and kills a few people, of course. So they're called Charhounds. It's a, this is a Doberman, right? That's what you want in your house, when your business, when you're trying to protect something, get yourself a couple of charhounds. But Bell, I mean, Ember is just a loyal animal, a loyal creature, just like a dog. He loves to be petted. He senses when people are in distress. He was right next to Bell when he was dying in the ship when he, oh, sorry, spoilers for the rising storm. I should have said that. Uh, but he's by his side always. I'll just leave it at that so I don't spoil anything else. Uh, Charhounds, give me, give us more. We only seen Ember, and I hope they become more popular in Star Wars. And we start seeing Charhounds in other medium, be it Old Republic, more High Republic. Maybe in some of these animated shows, they go to Elfrona, and we meet some other Charhounds out there who love to see them in motion, see how they act. So, yeah, give us more. So Charhounds, Loth Wolves, great for protection. We got a few more. Maybe you guys can. Let me fix my notes so you can guess which others we would use for protection. I'm going to say something. I was going to say at first, all the uh, descriptions I'm reading, they're either from the Star Wars official website or from Wikipedia. If Star Wars didn't have anything on their databank, then I just went to Wikipedia and added those. So I got it from there. It's not all me, unfortunately. All right. And then Corellian Hounds. I just... Yeah. Corellian hounds, these were, these are not pets to keep at home, like 
the love cats and uh, and buggles the bull pack and the um crystal foxes no 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 you're not keeping Corellian house as pets these are protection animals when you need someone to either pay you or you gotta go chasing after some scoundrel that stole your hyper fuel right so we saw them in solo we saw them in Corellia um also known as Sibian hounds these fleet-footed canids have keen senses enhanced through generations of breeding for hunting and attack these are like Rhodesian Ridgeback, right they're used for hunting lions this is what you want one of the Corellian hounds for and this is one like I mentioned before that they use real dogs to try on the suit they use Dobermans they use Siberian Huskies and I love seeing that in the behind the scenes for Solo and some of the images out there and that's one of the things I love about Star Wars. I mean, every pro any production out there just using real creatures to bring fantastical creatures to life. So Corellian hounds weren't the most helpful in Solo, at least for protagonists, but they they saved their purpose for their for their masters. Yeah, they were absolutely terrifying. Oh, <laughs> you're right. And we see them not just here chasing through the uh, Coronet, spaceport we saw them where i forget the name of the main uh white white ones driving his big speeder that's spiker uh he has them in the back uh so yeah korean hounds are pretty terrifying but i think they do the job well for security and protection get yourself a few couple of Corellian hounds i think you'll be good with them and if those were scary these are also scary but we also learned that they have an affectionate side and it is the Massive. So Massive, we've seen them in Attack of the Clones, of course. I believe we saw them in Clone Wars, but most recently Mandalorian Season 2 uh, on Tatooine with the Tusken Raiders. So the Massive, domesticated by Tusken Raiders on Tatooine, are more reptilian than mammal. Republic clone troopers also tame and train Massive to track their enemies during the Clone Wars. Scales and spikes cover their stout body. Their large black eyes are well suited for seeing in the dark and their hide is thick and armored for defenses. Jagged teeth poke out of their sizable mouth that we can obviously see. But despite their aggressive appearance, massive love, scratches, and attention. So yeah, we saw that on Mandalorian Season 2. First episode when Dean Jaren is going with cop bands to find the Tuscans to see how to deal with the sandworm, sand creature I'm thinking about doing. Uh, with a crate dragon and they're kind of confronted by a pack of, of massive first and then he kind of no no well they're fine they came to Dinjar and he kind of scratched them behind the ear uh, so yeah they are pretty scary they're pretty uh, terrifying but they're also lovable creatures as most pets are as most creatures are they might be scary for some but in the back they all just want to be petted right uh, so this was another great addition that the Mandalorian made to Star Wars and to the Tusken history. So Tusken Raiders, Sand People, they're just evil out there, killing everyone, taking poor uh, Shmi Skywalker and killing her. The Anakin has to go and kill the whole village. They're the native of the planet, right? They're the native to Tatooine. They've been trying to survive there. And we learned a lot about their culture in Mando Season 1 and 2. And then we got introduced again to the to the massive and see that they're not just mindless creatures out there. They're, they're just protecting their family. Um, will we see them again? We're going back to Tatooine in Book of Boba Fett. I know, I know, I know. 
not a lot of people are happy that we're going back to Tatooine for what the fourth, fifth, tenth time. Even though I'm one that kind of wants to go away from what we usually see in Star Wars. For Book of Boba Fett, it has to be Tatooine. Plus, we're getting, of course, Tatooine in Kenobi. Although I think in Kenobi, he's going he's gonna to go off, off world at some point. So we'll have to see. But yeah, massive. Corellian hounds, char hounds, lot wolf. Great for protection if you need to keep your lightsaber collection safe. Get one of those. They'll help you with your Star Wars collecting. Whew. All right. So how are you guys doing? Everyone doing okay so far? Again, it's, we're, we're just having fun today. So after security, also, if you want to secure something, if you have a big land, some of those farm animals you need to keep safe. Sometimes you keep some security animals around. But let's move now to farm animals or beasts of burdens. And of course, we got to start with the bantha. Those nice, sweet, lovable banthas. We just talked about the uh, Tuscan and how much we've learned about them. And banthas, right? If you have a big farm, you need a bantha with you. They're great. They look great. And if you have a giant sandworm creature trying to eat you, you can just feed a few of them to the to them, a few bantas to that creature, and you'll be fine. I'll say that was one thing I didn't I didn't quite enjoy about Mandalorian uh, season two and uh, that Tuscan. So they just yeah, we need to get the creature out. Yeah, just feed it a bantha. We'll be fine. We got more. In, uh, our friend Chuck, Chuck's farm kind of grows banthas. We can go and pick one out later. So banthas are large furry mammals that travel in herds through Tatooine's desert waste. Again, it's not a desert waste, but okay. They serve as mounts for Tuscan Raiders and the two share a close, almost mythical bond. Unless you're getting chased by a crate dragon and you need to feed a bantha to it. We have a great, bo great bond. You take me to where I need to go. And I feed you to that creature. Bond! <laughs> uh, but no. Again, travel single file. Bantas are, you, you brush their teeth. Very important. You gotta keep those Bantas teeth clean because they can get in, uh, infected. You don't want to go to a Bantha dent, Banta veterinarian. That's gonna run you a couple of credits. And then you gotta pull out a tooth. It's gonna get infected. So no, you gotta brush those Banta teeth. Teeth, very important. Keep your banta in top condition. And in the deserts of Tatooine, I know it's it's difficult. It is difficult. From experience, I know. Keeping bantas on Tatooine, that hair, you got to brush them a lot. It's difficult. But talking about animals with a lot of hair, one of my favorite new animals in Star Wars is the Orbags. So Orbags from the Rise of Skywalker, they're found on several worlds and their exact galactic origins are unclear. Although the ocean moon of Kef Beer was the home world of a herd of Orbacks. On frontier worlds, Orbacks were often domesticated for use in agriculture, transport, and occasional warfare, as we see them riding over the Star Destroyers at the end of the movie. Uh, their tusks were used to uproot the grasses that they ate, and their sturdy hooves were well adapted for uncertain terrain. Orbacks could be tamed to become very loyal riding mounts. These are horses, okay? Yeah, they're, they're, come on, look, they're horses. They just put longer mane and a couple of tusks. Well, these are horses. And just like the Corellian hounds, they use real horses for this. 
which is the way to go. Don't make them CGI. Or, so use real horses. I know the face is not a real one, but uh, what I don't know, I'm sure it's been explained somewhere, that face painting, is it a war paint that they put on them? Is it just regular markings that they have? I don't know. But an ore bag, this is what I would get. Give me an ore bag, right? Just like that, like that picture of calf beer, just farmlands, me and my ore bag just riding. I don't even need to ride it. I just need to be there. I love horses. Horses are one of my favorite creatures out there just to interact with. And you can ask my wife, I'm like, if I'm, we're going anywhere to see horses, I gotta almost stop the car and go, go check if I can get close because I love them so much. So all back just kind of, yay, that's what we needed. So yeah, they work as farm animals, they work as companion animals. I know a lot of people that keep horses if they have farms. So all backs, come on, I'll get some. Even though Dio, our new droid friend Dio, wasn't too happy with all backs getting too close. No, 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 thank you, no, thank you. Well, I do get it. They are big animals. We gotta be careful. Um, and then I didn't put fat ears. I'll, I'll come clean. I didn't put fat ears on my list because they would fall right here. But fat ears are more racehorses, right? They're bred for racing. So they're not really kept as pets. I don't see them as pets, but you could. You could, you know what I would have? Uh, a retired home for fat ears. That's something, like I just said, one of my favorite places close to where I live it's a retirement home for horses, Mill Creek Farm. I'll give the shout out. So if anyone knows about Mill Creek Farm in Florida, go check it out. So I, that's what I would have. Just give me a retirement home for fathers. They're four or five years old. They're not racing anymore. Send them to my farm. I'll get, take care of them. It's a nonprofit. You can come in, just bring your bag of space carrots and space apples, and you can feed the, the fathers as we walk around. So yeah, I want not pets, but I would keep I would keep a farm or a retirement home for fathers, and we'll throw a few orbacks in there because they're just awesome, right? So yeah, Mo are saying orbacks are cool. I didn't know the character Jaina had to learn how to ride horseback for those scenes. Yeah, uh, I don't want to do that. That doesn't sound fun. That's one, I don't say one thing, but one of the things from the Rise of Skywalker that I would say really, Really, Finn is when they're on the Star Destroyer, and Finn says, Oh, not bad for one lesson. Oh, you had a great teacher. Come on, dude. Last year, you were riding, riding fathers over on the streets of ah, whatever that planet was. Um, so yeah, come on, give, give a little prop to Rose, showing you how to ride a, a racing horse, a racing father than the streets of. Um, don't tell me. I'm gonna remember. I'll call the. I'll cut this out from the audio version. Um, I don't know. I forgot. That's fine. Uh, when they go to that casino planet, Monte Carlo, whatever. Dude, I suck today. Anyway, fathers, I'll just keep a farmland with you guys, just as retired. Uh, yeah. All right. So we came to our final kind of grouping of pets. I'm gonna call this odd pet. So I don't know, odd, unusual. You know, some people like to keep snakes and reptiles. I do like um, chameleons. I don't have any, but if I would have one of those weird ones, I'll have a, a chameleon. They're slow, kind of slow moving. People keep geckos and all that stuff. Eh, those are odd pets for people out there. But we'll talk about a few of them. 
And we're going to start with odd pets. We're going to start with the Varactyl. Come on, who doesn't love Boga? Boga, I hope you're alive, although you fell into the water. Uh, so Varactyls, we saw them in Revenge of the Sith. We read about them in Mason Apprentice on the planet Pijal. That's when Kenobi first got introduced to Varactyl. So they are majestic reptavian herbivores native to the Urapau system. They typically have blue and green feather manes and feathers rich along their back. Used as, use as incredibly loyal and obedient mounts, they have strides large and strong enough to navigate the uneven and optical vertical land space of Urapau. So yeah, come on, it's a giant iguana, lizard, dragon. I'm not a fan of small lizards, but I love baractyls. I love boga, who doesn't love boga? and they just look cool. So this is not a pet, actually. They're all an odd animal. They're giant, as you can see. There's, what, like 20 feet long, probably 10 feet tall. You wouldn't keep this as a pet. This is like having a, a baby Tyrannosaurus Rex almost at your house. So maybe not a pet, but I had to throw in the Varactyls out there because they're used for races also. If you read Master and Apprentice in Pijal, Pijal, that's how you say it, uh, they raise varactyls in very odd terrain. I thought, I think it was very muddy and stuff. So, Cantobite, that was it. Cantobite, yes. Two minutes later, I remember five years for <laughs> Cantobite. Oh, they're gonna kill me. I did, I like The Last Jedi. It's not my favorite, but I liked it. Cantobite, Cantobite is the planet. I gotta make a show just about Cantobite so I never forget again. All right, so our next odd creature, and this this is nice. This is something that you would keep. I mean, it's there. You can see this ruby. Ruby the lizard. Let me remove myself. There you go. So in the Bad Batch, Ruby was a female lizard that was considered highly valuable shortly after the formation of the Galactic Empire. She was stolen by the Rokai gang due to the lizard's value before the Devaronian criminal Roland Durand hired information broker Sid to deliver her to him. Ah, <sighs> Ruby, Ruby, Ruby. So bless Omega and her giant heart, right? She will do anything for poor Ruby. Uh, so yeah, another great creature. This is a turtle. Basically, it's a weird creature that you keep at your home. It can be a turtle, a giant bearded dragon, a giant lizard. And yeah, I can see it looks like a armadillo crossed with a turtle or something. Um, yeah, so I would keep, I would have a Ruby and there's no name for this creature. We don't know what type of creature it is. Ruby might be the last one and that's why she was so valuable. But give us, give us a little bit of those Ruby. Yeah. And then our final creature before we turn to Rebel Thoughts and some of your creatures, favorite creatures out there are the Porks. And we're going to have a little conversation about my go. It's not going to go the way that you think. Are porks pets or pests? We don't know, right? They're small, flat-muscled avians that flock about the rocks and roofs in the cliffs of Luke Skywalker's secluded island. Porks are inquisitive creatures, and they also invaded the falcon and took over a little spot there. They made a nest inside the falcon, had laid eggs, had babies. Uh, you can see this one didn't let Chewbacca pilot the falcon, had to get swiped out of the way. And I'm going to say what I just read is F-L-O-C-K, flock. 
I know I have my accent, so I know. So I said avians that flock about, not the other. No, I didn't say the other one. I said flock about. So if you heard me just go quickly through that and you thought I said F-U-C-K, no, I didn't. But yes, Mo, Mo, you, you know me. Porta delicacy. I was this close to use that picture of Chewbacca roasting like three porgs or roasting one and the other three kind of looking, what are you doing to our father? He's dead. Okay, so he's dead already. And Chewbacca had to throw it away, and that's a waste. And that's disrespectful, disrespectful to the poor that gave his life to satisfy the hunger of a Wookiee that had been flying around for days. So we needed to see him eat something. I mean, we didn't need to see him, but poor Chewbacca, like you say, Navy, think they're delicious. He killed it, roasted pay tribute to the animals who are satisfying him and keeping him alive. And then the porks made him feel bad and he had to throw them out. And how do they repay him? By going into the Falcon and chewing on the cables. Porks are pests. They're not pets. You wouldn't keep a penguin? Maybe, maybe. I would keep a penguin as a pet. But no, nah, we don't want you porks as, as pets. I don't know, maybe they are cute. I don't know. So what do you guys think? Are porks pest, pets, or just a delicious delicacy from the planet of Crate? Not Crate. Acto, what's wrong with me today? Acto, Acto. All right, so that does it for my side of which pets or which creatures would were great in Star Wars. And now we wanna hear from you guys on our segment, Rebel Thoughts. And let me do this real quick. Rebel thoughts. All right, all the way. And for rebel thoughts, I put it out there for you guys. So let me know if you guys keep any pets that you give Star Wars name to. Like I said, a lot of us do have pets out there that we name for any different characters in Star Wars. And our friend Hannah, at built sorry rachel from followers of the force at built on stardust said already named when i got them but play star wars dress up in halloween and there we can see her little chihuahua babies dressed as bb8 and dio which go perfect with that orbac picture that we showed before so thank you uh for showing up for letting us know rachel about your your little babies and you were one of those people that said just give me love cat love cats and love wood that's what i want and I agree with you. And on my side, I couldn't do a Star Wars pet show without showing mine. I was going to bring them in, but they're outside. My kids are playing with them. But I do have a few. There we go. We have my little babies, Kyber and Enfys, the Golden Retrievers, and then Jabba. We don't have Jabba anymore. That's a hamster we got when we moved out here almost 12 years ago. Uh, just a fat hamster, and the name Jabba stuck because he was just a fat little hamster. Uh, he was always a friend of, our, of ours. Just called my wife. Hey, someone dropped them off at PetSmart, I think. Uh, two, she took one. We went and grabbed this one. And we had it for a little bit, and then he passed away. But yeah, we have. And then Mo, of course, is saying that, yes, my dog Ahsoka, my cat Ben Solo. <laughs> Oh, that meow meow Ben Solo strikes again. Of course, your cat has to be called Ben Solo because, like we said before, Ben Solo is a 
Kitty, kitty, meow, meow, right? And Ahsoka, your, your dog. That's a great name for a dog also. We'd love to see which, which type of dog do you have? Uh, Ahsoka, I see. Just let us know what type of dog. So I'm going to show my pictures. Again, I didn't have time to talk too much about them. I love this. I love this picture on the top right corner. My daughter made a little, looks like a bonnet for our doggy Kyber. Kyber is four, an emphasis two, a big, dumb two-year-old, 93 pounds golden. I love those dogs so much. I will have them here during the show, but they'll knock everything out. But yeah, so that is it for our show today. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you to our friends, as always, Mo and Amy for joining us on the chat. Love having you guys here. Love chatting with you guys. And thank you guys. If you're watching this later on the replay, let us know in the comments what you think about the news that we talked earlier, Book of Boba Fett, that Mo animated show, Old Republic movie. And which pet would you love if you were, if you were in the Star Wars world? What would you have? And Mo... Ahsoka, you're saying she's a mod, but mainly a chihuahua. I'll post a pic on Twitter. Let's go. Yeah. Ahsoka sounds like a, if I, I, I used to have uh, a big Siberian husky that we brought, my wife brought from Puerto Rico. Uh, Logan didn't have to do with Wolverine, but he was named Logan. Logan Artemis. Great. He kind of looks like an Ahsoka. Ahsoka has that name, has to be one of those fluffy creatures. I don't know, but it does work for, for a chihuahua. Then Amy's adding, by the way, Mo and I have a mutual friend who would be severely disappointed if no recognition was given to Gorge on the show today. So shout out to Gorge in Resistance and elsewhere. Which are Gorge? Ah, I think I know which ones you are, you're talking about. Again, it's one of those things. There's so many, so many creatures. I'll find it. Say Mo says she was going to post a picture of Ahsoka. I'll, I'll find a Gorge and say that I'm sorry for the Gorge. I think those are the... The one that then jumps in the water, his mom, this big, large one is in the water. So the Gorg is the smaller one, if I'm not forgetting. So Gorgs, all right. I'm sorry about Gorgs. We'll do a Gorg show also to show our how sorry we are. But right. Thank you guys for watching as always. If you're watching this for the first time, then thank you. You know where to find us at Radio Rebel Pod on Twitter and Instagram and every new episodes every Saturday at five. And like I said earlier, next week, we have a big show with our friend Oti to break down everything Disney Plus Day. Then the week after that, we have Nor Harl joining us to talk about favorite sidekicks in Star Wars or companions. We're also going to do our first show talking about Legends and Extended Universe books with Jedi Geek Girls, who's going to recommend a bunch of great books out there. Then we have Connor Depa Banana is joining us on later to talk about our favorite Jedi. That's going to be a great show. And then we have more shows planned all the way to the end of the year. We have our best of Star Wars 2021 is how we're going to close out. And yeah, a lot of great stuff coming between now and the end of the year. Of course, we'll take a few breaks for special occasions, special holidays. But for right now, as always, thank you guys. Stay safe. Be safe. And may the force be with you. Rebellions are built on hope.